Hi, and welcome to Geekenspiel's first ever podcast. My name is Jacob. I'm joined here today with Jeff. Hello. And Emily. Hey. Jeff and Emily joined me this year at uh, Dice Tower Con 2017 in Orlando. Uh, and we wanted to talk about that for a bit and talk about our experiences. It's about, what, like two weeks later? So I think that's enough time to let things sink in for a bit, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I thought we could just jump right into this. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, th- this is Jeff and I's third time going. Uh, yes, this is our second year at the Caribe Royale Orlando. Jeff, how do you feel about uh, this year compared to the last two years? I thought this year was better. Sure, it was it doubled in size, but it didn't feel like it at all. Yeah, it went from what five hundred to a thousand, I think. No, it went from fifteen hundred to three thousand. Wait, what? There were three thousand people. <laughs> Apparently, I can't count. That's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. It never felt like that. It, it never it felt really like didn't. that. No, we had so much space, so it was. Uh, just so much space and just everyone was all over the place so it didn't feel like we were crushed in like sardines yeah last year we uh you could go into the main gaming hall and if you were lucky you'd find one or two tables open there usually was but you had to like look for it but this year you walked in and there was plenty to pick from well and did you guys ever go to any of the other gaming rooms that were it was just open gaming um because i felt like every time i would pass by I mean, those are mostly empty, too. So I felt like that kind of added to that feeling of um, it didn't feel so crowded. It didn't feel like there was 3,000 people there. But did it feel like that there were people there, though? Did it ever feel like that there weren't enough? I would say in the um, main open gaming area, even though there were always tables open, it still was kind of that moment of like, wow, there's a lot of people all here playing board. You know, um, and I know when I brought... My friends and they saw. I mean, they were just blown away. Like they did. It really blew their expectations of what this was going to look like. So this was your first time yes. at at any game at well, not any gaming convention per se. You were at Dragon Con with us last year. Mm-hmm. You've been to. Did you go to any of the like uh, Atlanta? Uh, what is it, MomoCon or the other like video gaming um, conventions before? No, um, Dragon Con was my first ever convention that wasn't work related and then um well besides i guess i did do playlist live so that was also different um and that really felt like there was a lot of people um but yeah so this is my first board game convention outside of dragon con but that's not a board game convention so so what were your thoughts then what what, what were your thoughts versus your expectations here um so it's i expected knowing that it was a board game convention i expected that people were going to be there to play board games but it's still kind of blew my mind just kind of that feeling of community as soon as you walk in that there's so many people from different backgrounds and different ages and different experiences yet they are all there for more or less the same reason to kind of share in their love of board games so that was just really neat and it made me feel you know because at home and I know we've talked about this before where there's kind of that stigma related to board gaming video games and things like that in the um adult world and so a lot of times it's like we're the only ones you know that enjoy like I know at work I'm like the only one you know when I talk about board games everyone's kind of like oh cute you know and so to see so many people like us (laughs) (laughs) it it was a really it was a really neat experience for sure 
Yeah, it is a great experience. Except for that one guy that sat there with the uh, Star Wars Imperial Assault teacher and players wanted. I oh think my he was God. there for like an hour. Oh. I was just, I was really thinking about him. I felt really bad. I wanted to go over and hug him. I didn't want mm-hmm. to play Imperial Assault, but I wanted to hug him. I just, <laughs> he was there for hours. Well, and I mean, he wasn't the only one. I saw a couple people who were kind of in that situation where they were just sitting by themselves waiting to play a game. And I just, I don't know. There's just so many games. I just couldn't see myself spending that much time just waiting, you know, when I could just jump in to another game. My guess is that there are games these people are really passionate about really right. want to play. And I get that because this is the place to do that. But I guess I guess it's not lucky. Some of them just weren't lucky enough to find people. Yeah. Unfortunately, with something like this, you just have so many people, so many games. So it's mm-hmm. very hard to be that person that's like, man, I really, really, really want to get this game played. So unfortunately, some people did that. But a lot of the time... It was just like, oh, hey, do you want to play a game? Sit down and just get a game in with complete strangers. Jeff, can I piggyback off that and go to our first topic? Yeah, of course, of course. I would love to hear what it is this year that you were hoping to play or wanted to play but didn't get to. I got most everything that I wanted to play. There might have been one, but really, I just had fun playing whatever. I was a little upset I didn't get to get any games of Star Wars Rebellion in. And I also still, after, what, two or three years now, have yet to play a game of Blood Rage. And I, I got to try that game out. And I thought, I thought I'd be able to get it in at some point there, but it didn't happen. But uh, it, I'm, not re- I'm not resentful or regretful about these. They're just games. It's like, oh, we played so many games. Yeah. But uh, I still miss those. Yeah, it would have been nice to play them. But then it's like, eh, I played so freaking many uh, M, anything for you? Um, so I really went into being this my first convention. Um, I went in not really having any expectation of what to play. I just knew I wanted to play all of the games, <laughs> and so I didn't really. Um, I guess the one game that kept catching my eye that I kept wanting to try out was Great Western Trail, and so Amy did kind of scratch the surface of that so um but really i just enjoyed getting introduced to so many new games so i'm interested to see the next time i go and these years after you know if i'm going to start developing that i really want to play this game you know so i don't know i don't know what i don't know what my not first convention is going to be like that's kind of what happened to me the very first year i went i was still relatively new to board gaming i had a lot of titles i enjoyed but I was just glad to play things and learn things. But over the last two years, uh, I had things I, I had that I wanted to play or knew of titles that I wanted to play. So I've had that trouble kind of figuring out, do I want to play something I love with people or do I want to mm-hmm. play something new? Because I'm kind of torn from both ends. And it's it's kind of hard to pick that sometimes. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like that with Scythe. Okay. So, <laughs> um, you know, definitely didn't need to play that game because we, we play that, you know, quite often, but there was kind of this compelling, like, oh, I want to play with new people that I know I'll never get to play with, you know, when I'm back home. I don't know. Oh, I, I understand that completely. And yeah, with Scythe like that, I'd say it's great because 
everybody has a different strategy or mm -hmm. you don't start making that meta that you do from playing with uh, the same people over and over and over again so that's yeah. what i absolutely love about this exactly you get to see something completely new and that's always exciting especially for games you you love and have a lot of experience with all right so so guys i listed all the games we played <laughs> that you gave me and that and that i have I would like to spend some time on the ones that are like new to us, but mm -hmm. I just also want to touch on some experiences with, with ones we might have played before. So I got to play a game of Seven Wonders Duel uh, that is a game by Repost Production from 2015, and it's a game I'm familiar with. It's been reviewed on the site, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I played it with uh, an individual who was not really into board games. He was there with his brother. He was kind of wandering around. I think you were both in the exhibitor's hall, so I was sitting at the table, and so we played Onitama, and then... You know, he's like, oh, I, that that's cool. I kind of got that. I'm like, well, let me show you something else. And I pull out <laughs> Seven Wonders cool? Duel, and I'm like, I think you're ready for this. And and he had a lot of fun. It was that was a lot of fun to play game there. And still, after all this time, I think it's probably one of my favorite games, period. I thought he, the person you play with, I mean, that was really interesting that he wasn't really into board games and for him to be at a board game convention and playing all these. I mean, because we ended up playing Fury of Dracula with him, wasn't it? Yes, wasn't we did. And that, one, and that was like, <laughs> he had to leave at some point because the game was going on. So, <laughs> and he had somewhere to be. Yeah, but still, it was at the very, very end. So it didn't mm -hmm. affect it as much. And Jeff, he did you awesome. take over for him? Yes, I, I think did. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a little difficult, but I managed to pull it off. And I killed you, Jacob. I killed oh, yeah, you, Dracula. Oh, I, oh, I killed, oh, 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 yeah, we'll get to that. But uh, that, that's that's Seven Wonders Duel. I just wanted to bring that up. That brings us to the next game uh, we have on our list, and that is Attraction from r, &R Games, oh, made in 2012. Uh, this game. I'll let you guys start this off, because who owned this copy? Is this Jeff's or yours? Yeah. It was mine. So, attraction. What happened was that Em and I were in the vendor hall, and in order to get a sticker for the uh, vendor hunt, we had to try the demo of it. And it was actually a lot of fun. It's really simple, just tossing magnets at each other and seeing if they can get them to stick. But it was, overall, it was just fun. And it's one of those games where it's not necessarily the game itself that is so fun, but just playing it and, you know, watching everyone else play it and, you know, that competition. It just shows you that no matter how simple the game is, I mean, as long as it, it doesn't have to be the super complex game to have a lot of fun and laugh out loud all the time. This game is garbage and it's rigged. <laughs> well, that's because yeah. you can never get your magnets to work. Magnets, how do they work? <laughs> magnets. It's a it's a damn carnival game. It's rigged. <laughs> it, it was neat at the vendor at the actual vendor station. He did have a like rigged magnetic table <laughs> that added some element of challenge to it. So I was like, where do I get this table? We were actually playing it on that same table because the uh, the nails in the table mm -hmm. they acted as like stop gaps for it. And then you had Albert who was just flicking oh. and getting like five in a row, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, and I'm just no witch. no effort. Like he would, you know, he would just throw it on there. And all looked, the magnets. He looked almost bored about it, but but <laughs> he wasn't because it was just it was like. It's. I imagine it's what it's like playing uh, basketball with Michael Jordan is essentially what it was. It was just, 
do we even play the game anymore? Because we've just been thoroughly destroyed by Albert. He just casually <laughs> tosses it and collects like half of the magnets. I felt like there yeah. was that kind of attitude of like badassery, like, oh yeah, let me just throw this magnet and all of them go, you know, like <laughs> like like Fonzie hitting the jukebox kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it's really the atmosphere with that game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if you get a very dry crowd, that's like, oh, we have to do this the correct way. We have to really try yeah. and challenge each other. Then that's going to lose a lot of the fun element for it. Oh, I agree totally. And I think I think it was the perfect timing for that game. Do we play that right after Fury? Yes. Yeah, so I think we all needed like a <laughs> kind of. Break. And, and it is a great kind of palate cleanser. Um, between very serious or intense games, just throw some magnets around. Yeah, <laughs> just chuck <laughs> reset. <laughs> Which I feel like you need those kind of games when you're at somewhere like Dice Tower, where you're going to be playing games over and over and over, <laughs> or you know, just different games, like a nice little relieve some tension or. Oh yeah. Reset. Tension. What are you talking about? I never <laughs> felt any tension while playing games. <laughs> Never. This next game I have on the list is uh, a little game that Jeff got me for Christmas. It's called uh, The Blood of an Englishman. It's a oh, two-player game yes. from Renegade Game Studios. came out 2016. Emily, you and I played this, mm-hmm. I think, over breakfast while mm-hmm. Jeff was getting ready. It actually looks like a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I heard a lot of great things about it, and I was just like, huh, what can I get Jacob that Anita might also like? So. And that's an important thing to remember. <laughs> Anita approved. Yeah. What I love, it kind of reminds, I don't know why, it kind of reminds me of like Free Cell or those card games where it's all about like that strategy to move the cards to different piles. I felt like it was pretty simple to catch on. Because the the amount of moves are so limited in what you're allowed to do. And it just goes by very quickly. It's very challenging because Jack starts off really fast. And I saw you were done with a stack pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But after that, it gets a lot harder. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen Jack actually win, to be honest with you. So I'm wondering if it's uh, if the balance is there or if Jack's just really hard to play. I think I won as Jack against Anita once, and I think we found out I cheated. So oh. <laughs> or, or, we, or or read the rules wrong. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It was also fun making sound effects as I was moving cards around because that yeah. was fun to do too. Mm-hmm. What I've heard about that game is that each group finds that they're balanced differently for some reason so like with you and anita the giant wins a lot but with other groups it's like oh jack is wins all the time so i don't know oh that's weird jeff you and i need to play this next time i'm up there yes we do definitely all right awesome um we'll move on to our next game uh this is a game we play there a year after playing it for the first time uh, when it was in prototype, and that is uh, Burke's Gambit from WizKids 2016. We got to play with uh, Anna, the wife of creator Rob Yates, and also the designer of the dragon on the back of the Dice Tower Con shirts. Yeah, Which, that's kind of like a neat little celebrity moment, I felt like. You know, like playing <laughs> with the designer, because she did the, you know, did the art for, I mean, I just think that that's kind of neat. And that's what also another neat thing about Dice Tower is that you do have that opportunity to play with these game designers or people who are kind of well-known in the industry. And that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, definitely. I love Brooks Gambit. 
it's replaced uh, the resistance for me. As much as I really like the resistance, I like it for a different reason. Just how the resistance, there's no, uh, there's no player elimination. But with Burke's Gambit, it just goes by so quickly that even if you die in the first couple of rounds, it's like you're not waiting there too long. Mm-hmm. And it's still fun to watch people argue and and accuse and you know and it, everyone knows what you are and you're just kind of like yeah whatever now i'm dead so screw you guys i don't know mm-hmm. screw you guys uh, i'm going home <laughs> i really enjoyed uh burke's gambit and i i want to get into it more the i'm afraid that I, we don't play as many social deduction games here as we used to mm-hmm. um because emily you and i and everyone were really big into werewolf or, or one night ultimate werewolf for ever um i and say that I, I mean i really like one night um and i think it's just different you know one night werewolf and deception those kind of social deduction games are strictly what you say and how you communicate whereas burt's gambit and even bang you know to some degree there's that whole dice element and your actions, what you choose to do. So it just adds another element to the social deduction. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, it's almost like two separate <laughs> categories for me, um, what I enjoy from. Scratching different itches. Right, exactly. I don't know. Because it's hard for me to say which do I like more, Burke's Gambit or something like One Night. But I do think One Night is a little tired, honestly. Just, I mean, kind of the default almost. You know what I mean? So. And that's it's and that's kind of what I was going for a bit. Yeah. It's, it is it's because we just played it. Yeah, we did so much. Yeah, we did. But I agree with Jeff. I think Burke's Gambit is is fantastic. And also, just you just holding the information is a great way of making sure that you're even if you're not a spy that you're outed as one because yes. that just paints a target on you. Yeah. All, every game I play where someone has chosen to withhold information, it never turns out well for them. <laughs> yeah, you got you got to lie. You have to. Yeah. It's just uh, because the minute someone's suspicious, oh, I'm not going to say something. That's immediately suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're gone. <laughs> but you know, for me, I don't know why it, it sometimes I feel like Burt's Gambit. It takes me a minute to really figure out my strategy. I feel like in other social deduction games, like I know what I'm what I'm trying to do. But with Burke's Gamut, for some reason, I'm a little thrown off a bit. So it, it is that moment of like, oh, I don't know if I should tell the truth or if I should lie. I don't know who I'm, what side I'm helping. Um, so <laughs> it, it, it does put you on the spot there, which I like. I mean, I like that kind of yeah. pressure in a game. Yeah, probably my favorite moment from that game was when... Jacob, myself, and uh, one other were the uh, spies, their version of the spies. And I kind of messed up because I was hoping that both of you would see that as a sign of, hey, kill her, because what happened was that I ended up looking at the card to see who was infected, and she was infected, so I was just like, come on, guys, kill her, kill her, kill her! (laughs) And then we're just like, Fun. <laughs> uh, I, I totally missed that too. I'm like, I don't know what Jeff's doing, but I'm just gonna. <laughs> the, the game's great. I, yeah. I think it's great. This is uh, an, another one we've played before, but don't worry, we're, we're approaching the new ones soon uh, because this one is. But wait, there's more from. Uh, oh well, that was new for me. Yo, yeah, that was, uh, that's right. Completely new yeah, for you. It was. Uh, so what'd you think of it then? I think that 
playing it as like one of the last games, you know, when it's really late at night or early in the morning. Um, that was the perfect time to play it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought I was going to be really bad at it. And then I turned out not to be so bad. So there you go. <laughs> People get overwhelmed by this game and yes. there really is no reason to just kind of spew out nonsense. And I promise you, it's probably going to be funny. Yeah. Yes, it was awesome. And just, I loved how you were just like, a little overwhelmed and then just you got into the flow and it's just like oh my gosh you're hilarious yeah well it, again it, it's that whole pressure you know you don't know what's going to be on the next card and you just have to roll with it and you don't have time to really you know think there's not a strategy or anything like that it's just first thing on the top of your head <laughs> so um it, it was a fun it's definitely one of those fun party games definitely play late at night when you're sleep deprived and delirious, it just adds yes. to the fun. It does definitely. I think I need to pick up a copy of it because I still haven't haven't done that. But uh, and I feel like this could be one of those games where like this would be like a fun drinking game, or this could be a fun you know playing with a group of people that aren't really into board games, and you kind of pull this out um, and they have fun with it. So one oh, of those yeah. versatile games. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I don't think this is a game Anita would like. Anything that involves acting or acting out in any way she's not a fan of but i think knowing anita i think she'd be really good at this game i think i would be it would be interesting to play it like with us you know i think i think she would enjoy it with the right people yeah and again this is another one of those games that's it's really about the group you're with yeah i love games like that i i you know i, I love getting to know the people i'm around that way I know if they're jerks or not. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> I want to move on to this next game. This is a game that is new for Emily and myself, but not for Jeff. And that is Celestia. Oh, Celestia! Uh, which, oh, we, awesome. uh, we, which we played with Rob Yates. He was showing us how to play on the very last day of the con. I think, what, like an hour or two before we left? Oh, yeah. If that. If that. And, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you guys start because, Jeff, you have experience with this. And, Emily, you you very, you very enjoyed it very much. I did. I even bought it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I bought two bought games. It. I bought two games when I came back, and that was one of them. So, with Celestia, it's a pure push-your-luck game. Each player takes their turn as a captain and you roll dice to see if you can overcome pirates, lightning storms, bad storms, just a whole bunch of different conditions. And the crew, everyone that's on the ship, says whether or not they want to risk going there or not. And it's just fun. It's it's incredibly simple. Oh yeah. I, I was surprised at how simple it was. When you picked it up last year at the last con, Jeff, and and you put the, the boat together, and uh, we never got around to playing it. And, uh, the boat yeah, is, me. like, the selling point for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love boat. Propeller. The propeller spins! And that's what I think is fun about this game, because, I mean, there is, I feel like there is a somewhat strategy there of kind of watching what cards people um, are, it's causing people to crash, and kind of keeping a note of that but it is funny you know when you think oh for sure the captain has these i mean these are basic cards surely the captain has them and then the captain doesn't and everyone crashes <laughs> um and i feel like rob he was very um cautious i felt like he kept jumping off and that's eventually what led to his victory because we would all push our luck a little too much yeah <laughs> i think being cautious is a good strategy in yeah. that game but but knowing me i'm the kind of person who 
I want to get to the end. I want to get to the end. I want to get to the end. I don't. I so I bought this game um, like on the ride back because I was like, I, I it's just this cute, fun game, and so and I've been playing it with Sean. So we've been doing a two player, which I was kind of unsure how that would go a two player version of this game, but it actually doesn't lose any of its um, appeal playing it two players. So we've had a lot of fun, um, and it it's like every time the game's over. I, I, I don't expect it to be like, I, I expect it's going to take a lot longer than it actually does to rack up those points. So it's a lot of fun. I'm, I'm happy with it. And I love the points where you're the only one left on the ship mm-hmm. and you just keep on going. Yes. <laughs> even the players that are just sitting there, they're just like, go, 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 go. And you're like, and then you, you didn't crash. believe in me. And I'm making it to the top. And then you crash and die. Because <laughs> that's crash. just how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've made it to the end. I don't think we made it to the end. And I don't think Sean, and, Sean or I have made it to the end. So I want to make it to the end. Jeff, have you made it to the end or seen someone make it to the end? I think once or twice. Is it possible? It is possible. <laughs> but you have to be very, very lucky. Well, and, and also, I feel like if you... I'm sorry. Um, I feel like if you, as captain, stop yourself, or not, maybe not as captain, but as a passenger, if you just jump off early and you do that a couple times, you kind of save a lot of those cards. If you are not on the ship as much and you jump off early, um, you can kind of save some cards, and maybe that's a way to get to the end. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, just stockpile. Crashing also helps, too, because you'll still get cards, but (laughs) you didn't get to use any. (laughs) All right. All right, I'm going to move on to the next game here, and that is a game from Plan B Games. It just came out this year, and we got to play it thanks to Jeff, and that is Century Spice Road. Oh, yeah. Century Spice Road is a game that is kind of like Splendor, or they're calling it a Splendor Killer. You pick up cards uh, that change cubes out and turn the cubes into different colored cubes, and they kind of go in an order, so you know the, the yellow cube is not as good as the green cube which is not as expensive as the brown cube and so on and so forth and if you get the right amount of cubes you can buy these points cards uh that continuously refill and some are low like eight points and some are huge at 20 points the first person to hit five i guess or was it five stops the game it was five that stopped the game five stops the game and you count up what everyone has and there's also these coins for the first two spots uh, worth three and one. So if you buy that card, you get those coins. I gave Jeff a lot of crap about this game because it was funny. <laughs> it was funny to, to point out how bo- how boring this game looked and sounded. I really didn't mean it, but I just kind of kept going with it. So, uh, Jeff, but then you, to, but then you transformed. Once I, I would like to apologize to Jeff. Uh, this game is a lot of fun. I liked it a lot. It is, for me, a Splendor killer because I'm not that big on Splendor. But I, I think this game works a lot better than that game. So I really enjoyed it. So, Jeff, I want to apologize for your boring, <laughs> boring, boring-looking game. It is a boring-looking game. The way that the designer described his prototype was that his whole entire shtick was, Hey, do you want to play a Heartless Euro? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but Emerson Matsuchi, I just... I absolutely loved this game. It is a heartless theme. It's trading spices and just <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What? Sorry, go on. I was I was listening. <clears throat> it was, it's trading spices, but just the flow of it. I got done with my turn and all I'm just like, okay, what am I going to do next? And all of a sudden it's like, 
oh crap, it's my turn now. Yeah. yeah. What do I do? And that's nice when a game can have that kind of pace. I wouldn't say it's a slender killer for me. I think for something to kill another game, I would have had to play that game a lot and get tired of it that way. I, it's because they're just different. I feel like Splendor is a little more straightforward with what you want to do. And Century Spice Road takes a little bit more strategy. Because um, I remember when we first started playing, it was like, oh, we have to get those expensive spices. We have to move up. But as Jeff proved, you didn't have to do that. You could kind of work down the line as well. So it takes a little bit more thinking. <laughs> <laughs> the way I saw it is because I, I find them to be very similar games with Splendor. Yes. I'm thinking about when you're playing a, a game of Splendor with three or four people. And I usually play it one-on-one with Anita on the phone. But yeah, that's how Sean and I do too. Yeah, because it's, it's just so much easier. But it is yeah. a lot of fun to touch the coins yeah. and everything Splendor. When you're looking at a card and you're like, I want that card, you could reserve it and hold on to it. Yeah. But if you don't, you're watching out what everyone else takes because you're afraid they're going for the same card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Century Spice Road, I felt it was very easy to look around and see, okay, how many turns will it take me to get that card there? Yeah. How many brown things is Jeff away from from getting it? So that way I could alter my strategy a lot quicker. Where with Splendor, if you're collecting all these coins and someone takes your card, now you have all these coins, there's no way to say that they're going to buy anything useful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt there was a lot more of, um, you know, you could, you could change your strategy a lot quicker. It's a little more fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right. Any other comments on, on Century Spice Road, the most boring game in the world? <laughs> the, the next game on the list is a game we've all played, and I think it needs special mention, and that is a game from Direwolf Games and Renegade Game Studios. That is Clank. Oh, Clank, yes. Uh, we yes. played Clank once. Uh, we played it with Albert. We also, I also taught uh, Clank to another podcasting group, another people who who ran a podcast uh, for geeks' sake. Uh, very nice people. Oh, that's cute. Uh, I got to teach cute. it to them really quickly. And I, I, what I want to say about Clank is, I think it was the game of the con. Really? Yeah. That's my opinion. Uh, whenever I walked through the open gaming. Actually, one morning I walked through and there were already five people. I counted five tables playing it, and I only went through, what, a quarter of the whole room? I just saw it everywhere. But I, but I don't feel like there's that many people talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone's playing it, but no one's talking about it. Maybe. And I think the reason is is because Clank came out last year, and it got a lot of noise. It got a lot of attention. I know it was one of Tom Vassell's favorite games. Um and a lot of like the big hot games that are like brand new, there's not that many copies available. So people talk about those a lot and they really want to play them. So you had Great Western Trail and um, Terraforming Mars. But I saw a lot of Terraforming oh, yeah. Mars, too. I saw a lot of people playing that. So I would have put that actually as the game of the con if it weren't for the fact that Clank was so readily available. Yeah. Um, I love Clank. Yeah, yeah Clank, Clank is awesome. a lot of fun. Um, I'm ready... So we've played primarily one side of the board, so I'm anxious to see what the other side, what that brings to the gameplay. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's do it. All right, Forget Jeff, we'll this you later. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a plane ticket. No, you stay there. <laughs> this, when we played it at Con, I did have my dreaded clank moment of where I got kind of stuck. I, I didn't get stuck the whole you know game, but it was kind of just like, I'm kind of down here. Everyone else is leaving. I'm still in the bottom. That moment, which was it was 
fun. I mean, it wasn't fun at the time, but no, no. <laughs> fun looking back and seeing, you know. I had an excellent game there, and that was due to yeah. two things. And one was I was lucky to grab that flying carpet card. Oh, oh yeah. Which is what I think really did it for me. And and I didn't play a lot of cards that gave Clank. Uh, people were buying those up to be risky. So mm-hmm. um, I'm always so nervous about dying to the dragon. I try to get rid of Clank stuff as much as possible. I'm very cautious playing. I usually don't go for the deepest one, but because I had that card, I said we're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna go big or go home, mm-hmm. and that worked out. And who knows? Next time we play, I'll probably be dying underground. But it's just I like that it changes every time. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love my strategy of just get all the noise cards and get just draw cards. Just draw, 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 draw. Yeah, I, I feel like in any deck building, if you can get the draw card cards, I mean. I, I feel like that is almost a surefire way in any deck builder. Absolutely. Mm. So that brings us then to our next game, and that is, uh, I don't know, Emily, if you played this game. This is from Spielweiss. Spielweiss came out 2016. It's by Uwe Rosenberg, the guy who did Agricola and Caverna and one of my favorite games, Bonanza. Oh, Bonanza. I love Bonanza. (laughs) Uh, That's actually one of Anita's favorite games. Sean's too. <laughs> Sean loves Bonanza. So I think this would become one of India's favorite games if I picked up a copy, and I should, and that is Cottage Garden. Oh, yeah. Jeff and I played a very extended demo of this. We practically played the whole game almost, I think. Yeah, just about. I think we skipped one round, if that. Yeah. Just, just one round, possibly. And, Em, did you see this game at all? Um, It sounds familiar. Who made it again? The publisher? Who was represented yeah. there? It was, um, oh, it was Stronghold Games. Stronghold oh, Games. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I saw it in passing, but um, no, I didn't play. What it is is that with the game, you have all these Tetris-style peaches. Uh, peaches? Seriously? Peaches. Yeah, peaches. peaches. Stuff, yeah it comes Tetris with peaches. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> Welcome to Georgia. <laughs> Pieces that you want to fill up your board, and you have pots that you don't want to cover and then you also have like uh, flower coverings and what happens is that once you completely fill up the board except for those pieces you score points and just that whole entire building up and seeing okay does this fit this way or I think it's better this way right I just absolutely loved it when we demoed it that sounds precious like that sounds like the perfect I love gardening so I feel like that'd be like the perfect little Oh, but he, but he didn't even mention the wild pieces. Jeff, what were the wild pieces? The wild pieces were cats. <gasps> you know, that was my that was my crutch <laughs> when I would go to the vendors. Every time I saw a cat, I was like, I have to buy this. I mean, I have to buy this. I, I think Anita would get a kick out of this game. I think you would love this game. It's uh, it's 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 not that it's not very competitive in a take that kind of way, right, Jeff? It's more like, oh, don't take the piece I want. Oh, you took the piece I wanted. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, it's it was much more of a solitaire experience, but but it was fun. It was. And there's no there was no dragons or or sci-fi <laughs> or space. You are you are literally planting a garden. And cats are trying to mess it up. No, they're sleeping. Stop trying to put the bad things on the cats. Aww. <laughs> I really enjoyed that game. And and the, the funny thing is on, like, the board game subreddit on Reddit that I'm, like, on all the time, people are talking about this. I'm like, what do people care about a cottage garden for? <laughs> this is stupid. And then I'm playing the game, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. There are, f- right now, four games that use that mechanic, that Tetris mechanic. There's Cottage Garden, Patchwork, Baron Park, or 
Bear Park and A Feast for Odin. Uh, just, yeah, I thought that was a neat little trivia there. I didn't know A Feast for Odin used this. It does, actually. It It's a very heavy hero, but you get the resources that you want to cover up the board. Because oh. I think there's like negative 50 points at the beginning of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about Patchwork. I heard it's a great two-player game. It is a two-player game, right? Yes, it is. I've heard it's fantastic. I haven't had a chance to play it, though. So I thought about picking it up because, you know, I'm always looking for good two-player mm-hmm. games. Another game with no dragons or space or sci-fi. So why, why even bother? <laughs> so I'm going to talk about our next game here. And that is a game that did not go very well. I don't think anyone enjoyed it. It's from Gray Fox Games. It's called Deception Murder in Hong Kong. <laughs> terrible. Just a terrible experience all around. No, uh, first of all, uh, a shout out to Ben Potter for teaching this game to us. He did a great Yay, job. Ben. Uh, despite great me job. messing up and opening my eyes when I wasn't supposed to. Uh, <laughs> and also a shout out to Jared for filming us. Yay, Jared. And not a shout out to my stupid equipment for not recording the sound properly, which is why I can't show the entire recording of our awesome gameplay. Boo, Aww. Jacob's equipment. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed this game. I, I was explaining it to Anita yesterday. I'm excited to play it with yes. people around here. I, it was sitting on my shelf for a year, but it just, you know, we had so And that blows stuff. my mind that you've had it this whole time. And we I had never played it. I never played it. it so I, I wasn't, you know, we had all these other games. We had Scythe yeah. and we had yeah. Mysterium and all these other big hits. And it, But now we have it. We can, we can fix this mistake. Yes. Because mm-hmm. that's perfect because, you know, when we have a big group, um, sometimes, you know, it's like, okay, here's like one or two games that we can play. You know, or, and so. and do, but... Right. But this is, I mean, this is perfect for a large group. Now, usually um, these kind of things when I'm with Jeff, Jeff and I usually get, you know, put together in something. Uh, the one time we played Werewolf, Jeff and I were both werewolves at Last Con. Uh, we were both in the same mega, mega game team this year. And then like in Burke's Gambit, we were bad guys at one point. But I think what was special about this was that... Emily, you and I got to share being the murderer and accomplice. And it, and it was a perfect setup. Like, perfect I feel like it setup. would not have worked if I was the murderer and you were the accomplice. Like, it was perfect that you were the murderer and I was the trusty accomplice. <laughs> I hate you both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how we managed that to get through that because I felt like it was pretty obvious. So, so here's the thing. The I forget his name, the guy who was playing with us, he was right. We were talking a lot. Yeah. But in my defense But that's also my personality. Talk yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess we're just suspicious people. Uh, yeah. And um, but we already knew that. I mean <laughs> the one thing I would change about that game and I, I forget the name of that girl playing with us and she was very good and she picked out the stuff at the very end but yes. she couldn't vote on it and no one wanted to listen to her. Um, because she already, because I convinced her to show that she was the the witness. So, which is perfect. I mean, that mechanic of having only one guess as yourself, like I, I didn't think that was gonna work. Like as well, I was like, okay, like uh, you know, whatever. But it actually, like you said, like she could have easily beat us, but she lost her little. She lost her thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But I think. I, I'm going to have to disagree with Ben on this. There has to be a timer. Yes. It Because yes. people will just stand there and t- and think and talk forever, and then it actually just drags. Uh, and the timer, I think, would really kind of add the emphasis to it. So the way that the rules describe it is that each person has basically a minute to put out their shtick, kind of uh, like 
okay, I think it's this and this. So it would be turn-based of like, hey, you get your turn, hey, you get your turn, hey, you get your turn. But I definitely liked the free talk better, but definitely you need the timer there. It's kind mm-hmm. of like maybe, I'd say like five minutes to discuss amongst each other before you go to the next round. Ooh, I like that. I like that. You mm-hmm. still have the free talk, but it's still timed. Yeah. 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 And I played this with my local game group, who I also happen to play D&D with, and this game fell so flat. Oh, weird. I was enjoying it, but the others, it, it just didn't ring with them for some reason. But this time I had a lot more fun. It was a very interesting game. Now, do you think a game like... Because I felt like with the whole free talk, each kind of pleading your case a little bit, reminds me of One Night. Would you Do you feel like a game like One Night would fall as flat with that game group? Or do you think it was specifically something about deception? I think it was something with deception because you have to be very specific. Because you have to get that means and then the uh, evidence card. You have to get that perfectly. Otherwise, every single time the person says, no, that's incorrect. No, that's incorrect. Even if you get one but not the other. And speaking of One Night Ultimate Werewolf, three or four four of them didn't like it actually mm-hmm. so but i think it was much more of like the chaos of everything that they didn't like and also one of them is a very analytical gamer so i just saw him melt down trying to figure out what was going on <laughs> you know you fixed that Aww. you know how you fix that you get new friends jeff just <laughs> get new get new game friends Dang. and yeah just kick them out of your life <laughs> uh we played dixit which and the reason i'm bringing it up is because i have not played that game in a while because of mysterium and other games mm-hmm. and it was just so refreshing to play that game it was oh i absolutely love it mysterium may be a dixit killer but really you're comparing apples and oranges mysterium is a cooperative game while dixit is a competitive one so really it is apples and oranges for me. Yeah. Like both of them are excellent games. Where one person plays a ghost in Mysterium, everyone gets a chance to try and do give their own interpretation on something in Dixon. That's just it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another great palette cleanser, I feel like, yes. between very intense games. Also mm-hmm. another game that uh Albert did really well uh playing. Yeah. Oh holy yeah, he ran the table there. He just, he's like a sovereign at some of these games. He's like... And I just love it because he kind of carries himself like he's not. You know what I mean? Like, he's kind of like, oh, I'll try this out. Or, you know, just very casual. And then it's just like, boom. <laughs> oh, d- did I win? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, we love you. Yeah, Albert, I hope you're listening to this. Which brings us to our next game. Did he play this with us? This is from Action Phase Games. This is Dreamwell. Emily, this is the first time you've played Oh, this oh my gosh, Dreamwell. You did play it with us. I I feel like I'm going to end up buying that game before too long because I just, I just love the art. Like, I just want it in my house. Like, I just right? want that game in my house. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's, it it's is. fun. I love the characters. I, I love it, and there's actually different things you can add into the game to make mm-hmm. it a little harder, make it tougher, because it's very simple at first, and then it can get a lot more complex. Yeah, unfortunately, this was another one that fell flat with my game group. I really like the art of it, but the others, they found it 
a little off-putting for some reason. Jeff, chip them off somewhere. Just just find new people. <laughs> yes, I know. <sighs> I mean, it reminds me, and I said this when we were playing, but it reminds me of a little bit of Adventure Time with, like, the characters that are just kind of different than what you would expect, maybe, or just kind of out there. Like the pink elephant, I mean, it's kind of look normal, but I guess in the setting of the rest of the game, it's They're adorable. Unique. I love them. But I think it's the artist's style to create something very uneasy about them. It's something right. unnatural, kind of kind of uncanny valley kind of thing. And when it's a, I mean, it's a dream, right? So it's supposed to be a little... A little weird. All right. So this one I was excited to play. Thank you for bringing it, Jeff. This is Evil Hat Productions, The Dresden Files, which Uh. is (laughs) Jeffrey and I's, well, it's it's my favorite book series, period. Really? Um, I didn't know it was your favorite, period. The Dresden Files is my favorite book series. Uh, just, Just straight up, love them to death. I'm one of those fanatics who just waits for it to come out. It was very hard at Dragon Con to to talk to Jim Butcher and not want to pull his hair so I could save it somewhere. Is that creepy? Oh my That's God. a little creepy. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a nice guy and he's and he's and he's funny as hell. You should listen to him give one of his uh like one of his talks. It's just great. It comes across in these characters or creates. And Jeff, where does where's the series land with you? I absolutely adore it. I'm definitely a fan of it like you are. I can kind of wait for the next book, but still I absolutely love it. His action scenes are awesome. Just the dry wit, everything just clicks with me. Yeah, the stakes are high. The characters are, are I'm not going to say they're always real because sometimes they're very kind of tropey or, or cartoony. And then sometimes they are very real. And it's just, and sometimes it's just hysterical. And sometimes it's just, you know, heartbreaking. And I love it. And they're just, they're, they're great. Yeah. So the game is a kind of semi-tower defense, semi I don't, I don't know how, like, like like you have multiple resources between uh, investigating and attacking and and each person has a set of cards but you don't really redraw cards all the time you can either use them to kind of replenish a constantly being used source of magic which if it runs out you lose but it's 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 kind of hard to explain and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time explaining it but uh Jeff this was your game you kickstarted it what did you think about it I just love it. It's a really simple system. Basically, during your turn, you're either playing a card or discounting a card or using your special ability. That's it. And I love the strategy of, like, hey, if uh, if you move this one down, I might be able to take care of it. And just, it's surprisingly quick. It went by very quickly, and I'm glad that each character has a special ability so that when they have to discard a card to get some of that magic power back, you can do something. Yeah, it's not a wasted turn. Because otherwise you're wasting a turn. I'm like, oh, God, I'm wasting a turn. But in a way, no, you're not. So I was not as big into it first. I think I'd like to play it again and maybe another scenario. Mm. It's, It's not how I kind of pictured a Dresden Files game to go. I like that they tried to incorporate it in. I like that they followed the books, but uh, I think I'd need to play it a little more. So it's kind of it's kind of iffy for me. I don't hate it, but I'm not sure I was in love with it. How about you, Em? What do you think? So, me being unfamiliar with Dresden Files, I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it enough. I would probably play it again, but I don't think I'm getting the same thing out of it because I'm not familiar with the story. You know what I mean? Um, 
the game board, it's not the game board, but like the center area kind of reminded me of legendary in the sense of like there's enemies that are out there and you're trying to like bring them down and I appreciated the simple turn mechanics but yeah I, it just wasn't like a superstar for me it was just kind of okay this is nice Jeff this went over really well with your game group though didn't it yeah I played this with two of my friends uh two of the guys from my gaming group and we all really liked this game neither of them were super familiar with it as well but it's abstract enough where it's not really gonna spoil too much for you because it's kind of like the uh marvel what if comics where things happen slightly differently like in the original book of the dresden files uh harry was basically by himself well with the this game all of a sudden you have uh have a bunch of people that joining him really i i like it a lot all right so that was um one person really liking it uh and then two kind of unsure you'll like it you'll <laughs> like it the next game i i don't want to spend a lot of time on it's a game that jeff and i played with a group of people with frank and jared and um and one of frank's friends and albert it was um uh, cranio creations from 2010 it's called escape from the aliens in outer space what? When did y'all play this? Oh, I must have been playing with... You were out with your, uh, yeah. with your friends uh, partying it up in Orlando, and uh, yeah. you, were, you were too cool for us, is what it was. Yeah, basically. But that's okay, because while you were out, you know, having fun, we were playing this game instead. <laughs> I, 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 I was not a fan of this game. You have this kind of whiteboard with a map and... Oh, I like whiteboards. Whiteboards. <laughs> 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 And you use like a washable marker and you need to track your movements and sometimes you announce where you are and sometimes you, you don't announce where you are and that depends on cards. Some people are aliens trying to kill the humans. Some are the humans trying to escape. If the humans make it to an escape pod, they can try to draw a card to leave and sometimes the escape pod breaks so they don't oh, leave. <laughs> and the aliens don't know who they're attacking so sometimes they'll kill their own people. So it's um, a hidden movement think. where everyone's hidden? Yes, yes, everyone's hidden. <laughs> Nobody knows where anyone is. Oh, you can God. lie about where you are. I don't know how I do in this game. You know how I feel about hidden movements already. So. <laughs> <laughs> just, and I, I, I love hidden movement. I did not enjoy this game. And... I actually enjoyed this one. Even though I died in the first... <laughs> thanks, <laughs> the first Frank. We love you, Frank, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> just watching you guys just kind of implode was the fun part for me so here's the thing first of all so i died pretty quickly and then got reincarnated as an alien and then jeff were you eliminated from the game completely oh yeah once you i was originally an alien so once you die they're eliminated which is just to me is silly for a game that doesn't end quickly so you guys and there were at least two or three of you who were eliminated just sitting there as i would go a35 is clear or, or or there's a sound there or there's no sound here or something and then it would go around and the person would move and and whoever I was playing against the guy who got out he did a great job fooling me into thinking he was in a different part uh, and that was awesome but in the end it's just like it just kind of dragged and I felt bad for mm -hmm. everyone sitting around and and the, mm. the anxiety really wasn't there for me so I was not a big fan of this game yeah it can definitely uh, drag a bit I think if you play it, I think it's more of a game that you play with the same group over and over again. So then you can just get that snappiness and just kind of the feeling there. Mayhaps. I'm just thinking that the other hidden movement games are 
like quicker or cleaner or. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, because there's not really that elimination. Yeah, yeah, you can't really eliminate the person. I feel like elimination games, you have to be real careful with how quick. I mean, like certain elimination games, I feel like can go very quickly. But if it doesn't, it is that kind of awkward. Like everyone's just sitting around waiting for the last person to get eliminated. So Escape from Aliens in Outer Space. Jeff liked it. I was not so hot on it. So let's switch this around about being hot or not on something with Simon uh, Limited's new 2017 hit, Ethnos. Oh, Ethnos! So Ethnos is an area control game, right? Also, set collection and... Set collection. Everything. It's got... It's like Small World and Ticket to Ride had a fantasy baby. Yes, that's the perfect way to describe it. Um, So you're trying to collect sets so that you can control different areas of the board, and also there's those special abilities that each race that brings a couple different components there i really enjoyed this game (laughs) same here i really love this game i just love how you can almost play play it as many times as you want and it's still gonna feel different because Mm -hmm. you have so many factions to play with it is ugly as sin not gonna lie it is ugly but overall again the mechanics kind of like century road I loved the mechanics of it rather than the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone had a different strategy. You know, um, there was the person that taught us the game. His was the halfling strategy, just collecting all those halflings and getting those set numbers up. Um, and then there's mm-hmm. the centaurs. And I think I was kind of doing the whole myrrh people. What? I forgot they were called. Uh, merfolk, I think. Merfolk, yep. I mean, there's just so many different little strategies that you could do. And it, it kind of is different because Small World, you know, you have to pick one faction and you pretty much stay with that faction until you change. Whereas this one, each turn you can kind of go a different way. I went with the, oh, hey, let's see. Uh, I'm going to grab, no, I'm not going to grab that card. I think I'm going to go for that. No, I don't think I'm going to go for that. <laughs> you guys kept on stealing my cards. Um, I really liked that you couldn't replenish the bank like you had to wait until people discarded yeah i absolutely love that and you couldn't hold and once you played a set you couldn't hold on to your cards like i thought i thought that added an element of challenge where you couldn't just hoard a bunch of cards that you really liked you know you had to you had to make a choice which direction you wanted to go so that i thought that was neat i want to give a quick background here i was sick for the entire time we were there and uh, it, it kind of got better as it went on. But I was also, at, at one point, I did get a very cranky. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jacob? In the first evening in a day, I got very cranky. And, and I'd like to say that that's not usually how I get. But I was, I was like, my throat was on fire. And I was very, like, getting, I don't know, I don't know. And I apologize for that. That's not, no, that's not me. That. But that, be, that being said, I tried to approach my feelings on Ethnos from a objective kind of <laughs> and even after doing that and emily you know you and i talked about it too because yeah. you said we should talk about it i talked about it and i it fell flat with me i yeah i, I liked the turn the turns went quickly too because sometimes all you can do is just draw a card from the top oh yeah and and it didn't and it didn't last that long and the the gentleman from queen games who was teaching this game to us um i forget his name off the top of my head right david now. david he was he was super great and he was super nice mm-hmm. but i just in the end, there was the, I, I hear there's all these different strategies. I 
at times I could do nothing. Yeah. There was like Aww. nothing I could do. And when you have a hand of 10 cards and none of them is going to give you anything on the board and maybe give you a very small bonus that's not going to help you. It's just uh, and, and, and the first age we played, I really wasn't sure what was happening in the game at first. So mm-hmm. I, so there's that. Mm-hmm. And but I was never able to get back in the second and third. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's like I, I would give it another shot. Mm-hmm. I would. But my initial impression of it was not positive. Now, do you typically like area control games or I mean, where do those stand for you? I have a love hate relationship with area control. I love the concept of area control. I love playing them. I'm incredibly bad at them. I, I've never here. been very good at figuring out what the strategy of when to when to kind of turtle in place or when to like spring forward because I've always been a kind of person with, who, who's, who's very good at getting a target on their back. So <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I'm a person who draws attention to himself. So <laughs> yeah. I uh, so, so I'm a very easy target and I, I don't always do well with them, but I like them. I, I, this this didn't this didn't hit all of the chords it should have, but I would be mm-hmm. willing to give it another shot. Yeah, we'll definitely have to give it another shot when you're not sick mm-hmm. and cranky. Sick and cranky. <laughs> Speaking of sick and cranky, let's move on to <laughs> Fury of Dracula oh. Fantasy Flight for 2015. Uh, I, I would like to start with this one if that's okay. Yeah, yeah. of course. Go right I ahead. had a blast with this game. I loved this game, and you have to understand, as Dracula, which was part of the fun, mm-hmm. I had very quick turns, and I tried to make sure my turns were quick. I would pick out where I was going to move ahead of time and pick what cards I was going to play and try to keep it going, and I slowed down a couple of times just so I could gleefully cackle and just be evil, mm-hmm. which was just so reinvigorating, and it was also incredibly stressful because you guys, you didn't know this, were I mean you should know it but you may you didn't know because it's hidden information. We're really good at tracking me down. Um, <laughs> kind of oh, and I feel position. like I feel like Albert was like master of area control. Like he was so like on you know like he wanted to have a plan and he wanted to I don't know he just took control of that. <laughs> well, that, that's yeah, what he gets when you're Van Helsing. I guess you're just really good at <laughs> being able to track down. Um, <laughs> So it was it was long, but it was one of those long games where you don't really feel the length. But I did feel it a little bit near the end, and I think that's because people were taking a lot longer on their turns than I felt they needed to. Because I think there was a lot of rules we had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. But I know both of you had moments of frustration with this game, and I wanted to talk about it real quick. Uh, for me, okay, I am not a huge fan of secret movement games, and I'm not 100 percent sure why because. I want to like them, but every time I sit down to play one, I'm never really satisfied, and I'm never really, like, thrilled. I love the theme of this game, and I loved watching the tabletop, them play it on YouTube, but I don't know. I I think I want to give it another shot. I'm not ready to say how I feel about it. I want to give it another shot now that we understand the rules a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think we should make a laminated... <laughs> schedule of how time works for the Dracula. Yeah, I, I, oh, didn't, know. I didn't know. It's not in front of me. It doesn't oh. phase, not yeah. the night phase. It just makes sense. Yeah, yeah that, that was fun. But, I mean, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I liked, um, let's say, like, Spectre Ops, another secret movement. Um, so I just want to give it another shot. You know, now that we're a little more familiar with it. Would you try it with, with, with Sean and and uh, Anita? 
Oh for yeah. Example. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll, maybe we'll give another shot, like closer to Tonight. Halloween. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, with me, I I think it was more of me just getting in the zone of mm-hmm. trying to figure out. Okay, he moved away from me, so it could have been here, 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 and I was just having this uh, Sherlock moment of you know, like the Mind <laughs> Palace. Uh, I was. I just have this idea in my head. I'm just like, okay, he could have gone here. He could have gone here. Wait, definitely couldn't have gone here. Okay, maybe go on here. And it's just like this whole entire thing of just, I was just getting in the zone of this game. I adored it. Jeff, you did get annoyed because of me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and the fact that you couldn't, like, you couldn't. It was totally my you, fault. Jeff, why can't I do this? And you're like, you idiot, look at the rules. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. This thing. I'm sorry. I'm not a very good Dracula. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, and also. It was funny. It, it was, really was. Yeah, it was, a, it was a learning game for both, for all of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. Also, my we might have been tired. And, and, that was, and that was a neat part, like you were saying, when we got to the, where it was like, okay, he only had like these two choices or these three choices. Like that was a neat part. And I felt like it started to pick up after that because it was like, you know, we knew. I think that's my problem with um, secret movement games. It's like the whole first part is like, <laughs> he could have gone anywhere. Like, and yeah. I can't, you can't go very far, you know? So it's like, and I felt like my character, Mina, I loved her backstory, but I had to be with someone I felt like the whole time. So it was like Yeah, it was a lot harder for I was for like a, I was like a like a child, you know, like <laughs> bouncing between parents or family members, like, who's gonna take care of me now? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, did you end up killing me? Yes, yes. I did. Yes, yes. So that, it, was, it was it was poetic justice in the end. It, it was, was. It worked really yes. well. It was. It was an amazing feeling. Because the whole entire card battling system is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. I loved it. That was really neat. Yeah. Uh, I loved doing that too. And then I got killed. Yeah. And I love how much, I mean, like, there is, like, Dracula is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, with all the different special abilities that you can do. So it, it is a very, like, victorious, triumphant feeling to feel like, yeah. He's got a lot of I did some too. damage. Or, yeah. Or even at the end, you know, yeah, I killed him. Like, there's a little, there's a sweet victory to that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. All right, so uh, the next one will be quick. It's a game Jeff bought from Renegade Game Studios. It's Fuse. It's a uh, oh. an interactive dice chucking game where everyone's kind of working together to put dice on all the boards before 10 minutes runs out. Ooh, I didn't play this game. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. It is. Because what it is is that you have a deck of cards that have fuses and bombs in them, and you're just racing against the clock. Come on, give me the bag, give me the bag. Roll all dice. Okay, I can use this one. I can use this one. Wait, go that one. That one goes there. And I absolutely love the quickness of it because you can't alpha game. I need that grain that six. Alpha game right. I need that grain six. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no. It was the only yeah, thing that came in, and I was just screaming the whole time. Yes, yes. yes. There was a lot of screaming games. I just like to scream. (laughs) There was like this one. I feel like there was another one, but I I never got what game it was. But I guess, you know, I really wanted to play a dice game. And I never, I don't think I ever got to. I don't know. We did, other than Fuse. Jeff and I I demoed one, which we'll talk about later on. But that one was the only real dice one. And we'll play play, uh, Elder Signs later. We got that one. That's a good dice one. 
So let's let's do this one last one then before before we all split up. Sounds good. Yeah. And that's good because this is an Emily centric one because Emily got to play Game of Thrones second edition. Oh, oh, and Game of Thrones just started and back, <laughs> and it's like everything is meeting up. Okay, so um, I play Game of Thrones. Uh, I so two of my friends that live in the uh, Central Florida area were able to come visit, and I was able to get them in to play a game, and so some friends I was playing with, um, Brandon and Yanus, they said, oh, let's play Game of Thrones. And keep in mind, my two friends have never, I mean, one has played Betrayal on the House on the Hill, but, I mean, they are not in the game world at all. And so when he said Game of Thrones, I mean, their mouths are salivating because they love Game of Thrones, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go because it was a very intense all-strategy game. Oh, you came up to me. And said, we're going to play Game of Thrones 2nd Edition, you want it? And I said, it was probably like, what, 10 or 11 o'clock or something? Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, hell no. <laughs> and my friend, it was, so, it was so funny because one of my, my friends was um, getting very tired. She's like, I just want to play like a quick game. <laughs> or, you know, or like, not a quick game, but like a, you know. And so I was just, you know what? It's Game of Thrones. Like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And, um, you know, I said it was all strategy. And, I mean, it really is it just fits so well with the theme of the game. I mean, um, it, it, there's kind of a lot involved, um, different moves, but really once you get down to it, the turns are pretty simple because it's just a matter of you have these different areas on the board, kind of like an area control game. Um, and it's like this little section is going to do this action and this little section is going to do this action. And then you just reveal the actions and you play through them. So it's not, um, it's intense setting up, and it's intense looking at everything that's available to you. But once you start playing, um, it's a lot of fun. And there was definitely that, well, let's, you know, form an alliance. There's alliances made, lies being told, um, poor House Greyjoy. Like, I don't know how you're <laughs> supposed to win as House Greyjoy. But, like, I mean, they're literally, like, on this little island. And the only way they can enter is through an alliance um, to the mainland. And, yeah, it's Game of Thrones, so alliances aren't you know, very solid. So uh, it was a lot of fun. And actually my friend who said she was tired and didn't want to say, she actually ended up buying the game. And I think they've played it now with a group down there. And I think that's the theme of it. I think there's two ways to enter the game world through theme. If you really like the theme and you're like, Oh, I mean, they love Game of Thrones. So I think they were willing to withstand some of the, oh, wow, this is kind of overwhelming because they love the theme so much and because they were so excited to play House Stark or House Baratheon. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that really helped them, and now they both are interested and want to play more games, so that's awesome. <laughs> so that's super exciting. Uh, I have a feeling we'll probably pick it up, especially now that, like, I feel like that break between seasons, I, you kind of forget a little bit how much you love Game of Thrones, at least for me. I'm kind of, like, involved in other things, and now it's, like, Game of Thrones is live. <laughs> so, we'll probably pick it up. Nice. I am very interested in trying that game, but just how late you picked it oh, up, yeah. I was just like, no, I need <laughs> to sleep. Oh, yeah, Jeff, I think yeah. we played a game, and then we went back to the room and as i walked past emily said we just finished going over the rules yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i was just like oh my god I was like, they're, oh gonna gosh, be they're gonna be home what time did you get back again i, I, I think it was two 
I, I'm pretty sure it was 2 a.m. What were you playing after. that you got back at 5 in the morning? Um, I think it was, was it Robinson Crusoe? Robinson yeah, Crusoe. it was Robinson yes. Crusoe. And then we just started talking um, about EverQuest. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was a mix of playing games really late and then also just talking. And we were delirious. It was like we couldn't stop ourselves, you know. <laughs> just kept going. I'm super sad I didn't get to play any games with Brendan and Janus, but I'm also Wait, not that's sad. crazy. <laughs> How did you not play? Because I didn't play at three in the morning. I had to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was sick and cranky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I would, I would give this game a shot, but you know me, I, I, uh, I don't like getting overly competitive or, or backstabby. So, oh, like, and that's, I mean, and the that's game the is same. that incarnate. And so, yeah. And you're not a big Game of Thrones person. So I feel like, well, are you, are we, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You want to, I read all the books, ma'am. Okay. I will, I will fight you. <laughs> um, it only matters if you've watched the series now. <laughs> this is 2017. Who reads books? I'm just kidding. You're, you're right. You're right. I, well, then, well, then, if I mean, I forget that you read the book, so you should give it a shot because yeah, there's that backstabby. But I mean, honestly, it depends on who you play with. Um, you don't have to do it. It's shot. people get people get into it and they want to do it because they want to reenact. You know. Yeah. Um, but you can definitely play the game without, unless you're House Greyjoy. Like I said, House Greyjoy is kind of screwed. No matter what you do. <laughs> if I start in a screwed position, maybe I'll like it. So I'll start with Greyjoy so no one else has to suffer. And then I'll just – and then I'll do my favorite thing, which is just whining. I'll just whine the whole time. Yeah. 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 Why are you me? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was funny. So I just – I mean, I was house Tyrell, which – Of course Sean you were. would have been thrilled because Sean's, mm. like, obsessed with Marjorie. Um, and then – uh, Janus was House Lannister, which House Lannister, I mean, it's just the way they designed the game was just perfect because House Lannister, you are a target, but you're also a threat to everyone. So, I mean, it's just, it matches so well. Anyways, I know I keep talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> I guess I really liked it. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. That's what I absolutely love about this hobby because you can get into that, mm -hmm. just like that nerd rage, just like, I need to play this game. I need to speak <laughs> about this game. Yes. That's, I'll, I'll, I'll try it someday. I'll try it. You someday. should. I will. You, you should try with me and Sean and I, because, you know, Sean and I aren't competitive. Oh, we no. wouldn't get really mad at anyone. <laughs> no, not at all. And, and playing with Sean, I definitely won't find myself oh, God. or killed or a, or, or a target of any type of aggression. <laughs> <laughs> Sean would be House Lannister. I mean, he totally would. Like, he would... Mm -hmm. I'd probably be House Tarly. Oh, uh, I'd probably be Greyjoy, honestly. I, I would say I'd want to be Stark, but let's let's be honest. I would be the cranky old man sitting on a throne complaining about Krakens or some nonsense. Or, or not, <laughs> not sewing. All right, guys, we made it through. I want to say, do we make it through at least half the games? Please tell me. Oh yeah, I was we, made about to say. we made it through more than half. Oh okay, good. But there's plenty more that I wanted to talk yeah. about, and we still have to talk about the Smash Up tournament. Yep. Uh, the vendor hall and. The mega game and uh, our talk with uh, Ken Shannon, designer of Approaching Dawn, The Witching Hour. Which was super neat. That was super Again. neat. Yeah. It was. Oh my God, it was. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we'll have a talk soon. But thanks so much for joining me. For everyone listening, thanks so much for staying with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, discussion of Dice Tower Con 2017. And uh, we'll catch you later. Again, I'm Jacob. I'm Jeff. And I'm Emily. 
and this is Geekenspiel. Our theme song is awesome. (laughs) 